0: 350 yards up. He's gonna hit about a 500. Expect.
1: That's a peach, man.
0: Oh, golly, I'm hot today. Let's go while we're young. A looper, a looper. You know, caddy, looper. Your center. Picture the shot, Danny. Picture it. Turn off all the sound. Just let it happen. Be the, Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Sad day.
2: The nights are no longer in the playoffs.
0: Oh, you just had to bring that up again.
2: Yeah, it's a sad day. Very sad. I thought this was some fitting music for my attitude for today. I like it.
0: I was kind of over it, you know.
2: Yeah, you had a really
0: Honestly when they went down three to one, I was that's tough to overcome.
2: Yeah. It Joe said last night, um, <laughs> he goes. It was going to be an asterisk Stanley Cup anyway, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody's made it all the way through the season. Screw Pavelski. So. I also said that.
2: Yes, you did, which I agree.
0: And I the guy. Stars are going to lose in the final.
1: I agree. I like that. Yeah.
2: Tampa's going to take it to him. Yep. That's it for the Saturday. We'll
0: see you next season. Yep. Go Knights, go forever.
2: And we got Silver Knights coming now, too. We do. So, hockey is bright future ahead but this is not a, a hockey podcast <laughs> so sad music over let's get into some golf talk here at the chasing daylight podcast welcome in everybody uh episode number 54 and we have another in studio guest mr travis or uh, travis travis mr, <laughs> mr. travis wow. matthew wow <laughs> mr andrew bednar with travis matthews is sitting in with us welcome sir hey welcome. thank you thank you for having me um this sit-in guest stuff is kind of fun, man. So thanks for uh, cruising up to the top of the hill to the uh, the studio yeah. and, and joining us for this. Um, some of the things, you know, handle some business here real quick. Got to get my glasses on because I'm old. Um, of course, you know, we don't want to want to welcome in all the new listeners to the show. Really appreciate it. Um, if you have not seen on our Instagram feed, uh, I posted something about uh, leaving some comments and reviews and rankings on iTunes. Um, working with some courses here in town, we're going to invite. You know, you and a friend to come and play around a round of golf with me and Joe. So um, make sure you get over there. Uh, I also put up a post today showing how easy it is to do. You just—I uh, mean, know, super easy. So it's so dang easy. And leave a leave us a review. You know, smash those five stars, hit the send button, and and uh, we really appreciate the support. Um, so let's hop right into two. So our... our, (laughs) Andrew's over here laughing. Our rat fart segments is uh, us shaming ourselves for the mistakes that we make. Um, Had a pretty clean show last week. Did you catch anything? I did not. The only thing I caught is I called the the PGA Championship the Players' Championship. And
0: again, I didn't know that's what you're referring to or else I would have corrected you.
2: Man, see, I'm I'm slipping right by. Yeah, you are. But that's it. That's it on the rat farts. Um, And from that, let's just hop into what happened this past week. Um, You have a a uh, real dislike for Mr. <laughs> <for> Singh.
0: <laughs> Man, you know, he just comes in and, in the inappropriate times, you know. He took out Tom Watson at the Open and uh I had Harry Higgs at 75 to 1 and I was really hoping Harry pulled it off. And, yeah,
2: that would have been a nice payday.
0: Yeah, it would have. I mean, that putt on 17, he just barely missed it. Um but yeah, that would have been a nice payday. Harry Higgs is uh he's a character.
2: He's slowly growing into a uh, he's been playing great an icon in the uh, social media world. Everybody is loving him. They I thought it was great when what was the comment? They didn't know they made Grayson that big. Yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> 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 I don't know if he said it or if somebody else said it, but that's that's pretty freaking funny.
0: I want to see him dressed up as Elvis because I think that would work for him. Ooh,
2: I could definitely right? see that. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You might uh, have a yeah. career after golf playing uh, <laughs> Elvis out here in Vegas.
2: Well, if he comes in for the Shriners, then, you know, he can moonlight
0: yeah. on the strip
2: as Elvis.
1: Well, with Stewart Sink, too, you also have to give a nod to that tan line of a hat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, thing is-
2: <laughs> well, I thought that was gone forever, but it, you know, he wins. And, you know, 12 years later, we've got bald, sunburnt face and yeah. I think white I, head. I saw
1: something that said the last time he won was the last time his head saw the <laughs> he sun. Sunlight. I saw that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's kind of buzz killer for Joe, so I I understand that.
0: Yeah, I mean, good for him and his son, but yeah, I'd, I would prefer I, the win.
2: I did not watch too much of the the tournament. Um,
0: I watched all final round, of did course. You?
2: Oh well, yeah, you you had to. Yeah. Um, and then so that we're we're not going to deal with the Safeway that much. That was kind of a throwaway tournament, in my opinion. I know it was the start of the season. Um, you know, Stewart Sink leads the FedEx Cup. I mean when is the last time you heard that yeah <laughs> um
0: spieth missed the cut
2: yeah do that there's a rat's part for jeremy he picked yeah he picked spieth last week uh that was his lock um so don't listen to jeremy anymore
0: my lock was uh joel damon but i yeah, should have said Harry.
2: i did you mention did, you did mention harry hicks so, i did uh i'll give you credit for that one um Then did any of you catch the controversy for the LPGA?
1: No, I saw a lot of people talking
2: about it, but I didn't do my research. So on the 18th green, I
0: watched a little bit of it. They
2: had a a wall up Mm -hmm. where they said
0: it's supposed to replicate the stands. Yeah,
2: but there's never really stands there in the past because it's an island green and the the risk of it is if you go for it you don't hit a good shot you're going in the water right and they took that completely out of play and the the lady who ended up winning um she chipped in i mean she played great golf she hit some great shots she did do
0: a lot of chip ins i saw
2: but the chip in on 18 to for the eagle to get into the playoff her approach shot she would have never hit because it landed on the green skipped forward bounced off the wall Oh, it did okay see i didn't see that part yeah and And so that's what everybody was upset about. Yeah. And then um, who was it on?
0: Hey, there's good breaks and bad breaks. Well, the morning
2: show, um, uh, I can't remember his name. Guy with the skunk hairdo um, was saying, hey, everybody had to play it that way. Exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't like an unfair advantage. That's true. The player, everybody, it wasn't only up for that last hole. So forget about it, which I can respect. Right. Um, Then we had some golf. Yeah. Some golf outings. Um, you Bear, had more golf, though. I did. I got two in this weekend. That's ding ding. That's that's <laughs> winning. Uh, winning. Um, Bears Best, they just came off overseed, and I just think it was open too soon. And I'm going to touch on you, ask you about this, because, you know, you, with your revere history, um, they had cart path only kind of. You can go in the rough. Which made it okay. It wasn't too terrible, but the fairways were garbage. They they yeah. were patchy. The grass was long. It was soft. I mean, there was manure in some spots. Still, oh. it was just it just was bad. The greens were okay, um, but was what was so weird about that round, and and Jeremy will attest to it, and Rich and Tim as well, as we played in four hours, but it felt like eight. Uh, we were waiting on every hole, mm. and there was a group in front of our group, in front of their group, and a group behind us, and a group behind uh, them. And, I mean, it stacked. was it was stacked, and we were moving. But I mean, if we would, it would have been a three three hour round, no problem. Had it not, you know, that had happened that way. Um, shout out to Rich. Stick. Uh, oh my goodness, bomber, <laughs> bomber, just hits it a ton. I think he shot a sixty eight. Wow at bears not too bad no not too bad at all so it was fun meeting him it was fun meeting tim and uh that was a nice little vj outing and then why don't you touch on south shore
0: uh yeah we went out to south shore uh good time love that course uh a little rough around the edges right now preparing for overseed but
2: shout out to cliff for uh hosting us out there yeah
0: shout out cliff um it's a great course i mean the views you get on that are just spectacular it's one of my favorites in town for sure.
1: I feel like it's close to Reflection Bay as far as layout, but there's just right. way more elevation. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, and that's elevation. why it, it separates itself from that. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's it's almost very, yeah, it's really jack similar. They're they're very similar to the, the approaches and everything. But yeah, some of the views there are just killing. I mean,
0: you're climbing up the mountain. I mean, at hole 12, I start getting tired because <laughs> you start climbing <laughs> stuff. Yeah
2: um but it was it was in decent shape yeah it wasn't bad i started the day really good hit a great drive hit a great approach and then three butted
0: yeah and i started very terribly but i chipped in to save bogey yes you did (laughs) chip (laughs) in chip and joe yeah that was a tough chip too a downhill line Uh, the rough the
2: the rough was no joke four inches and thick yeah it was that's
0: what made it really tough and
2: a lot of the times the ball was sitting up on it so you had nothing underneath it. So you had to manipulate your club. Right. Yeah. It was. It was just crazy. It was crazy. Um. So one thing that I wanted to mention on this, I wrote down here, is I made a change halfway through that round. I don't know if you noticed. I it, did not notice. But my putting on the back nine was lights out. You um, did
0: hit some really good putts. Yeah.
2: I. I mean, I made that big putt. I posted on Instagram. That mm-hmm. was on ten um i saved par on 11 and then had another real long one on 12 for birdie um but i stopped lining up my putts
1: yeah was that like aligning your ball with like a line well yeah i
2: I normally just use like the pro v1 logo on it and just line it up and then uh, you know align my putter head to that and um
0: pro v's aren't that great sometimes they're they're pretty off those lines I don't know if you've noticed that.
2: No, I really I have. have. I feel like
1: it's for me, it's not long enough.
0: Yeah, it's not long enough, but sometimes they're off center, which I've noticed. Really? Yeah.
2: I've never noticed that.
0: Maybe it's just on the yellow ones.
2: Well, you know, somebody else was complaining about yellow balls with the oh. bridge really? Think about
1: that the next time you're over a three footer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this <laughs>
2: line straight? <laughs> but I, I stopped lining up and just was going with, you know, because I don't line my putts up in the backyard. Right. I just, I just putt and so i was like well let's do what you're doing there why are you going through this whole other process of making it more difficult and so all those putts i was drinking i i didn't line them up at all so huh i'm uh i know my golf spy a couple years ago did a study on do you putt better with the line or without and they found no difference whatsoever so i'm uh i've tried it i'm gonna try that out it for seems a while to and work see wait i think i'm more engaged with overall looking at the hole
0: because well putting is about feel and, and then that helps you feel it more yeah you're not you're not focused on a line as much
2: yeah just a line and hit it it's more straightforward right. that way but i i really enjoyed putting like that it was it was fun to see so um and then the last thing i want to get into on this what happened this last week we uh steven and i started um the youtube show just a tip um where he'll be you know giving just tips on golf swings um so make sure you uh, if you have not subscribed to the breakfast ball on YouTube um, logos on there so you don't get it mixed up with any other accounts. Um, and we'll as the comments and questions come in for reviews, we'll be recording those and putting them up out on Tuesday. So um, head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel and check out those videos. We did one little intro video so yeah. everybody can kind of get an understanding of what the show was going to be about. But I encourage you all to check that out.
0: How about um, as far as what happened past week too? DJ being voted Player of the Year by the peers, and Scheffler Rookie of the Year.
2: Solid choices. Yeah, I I thought. I mean, with the Tour Championship, three wins, I I thought he should have got Player of the Year, the one that JT got. But
0: I'd prefer JT on that one.
2: Really? Yeah. You. Yeah. I
1: think I can see both sides. I think it probably ultimately went with DJ because I think just consistency and maybe it was just like the last, you know, six weeks or something of the season where he just dominated. Yeah. Hot on the players. You know, Justin, I think, played well the entire year, but didn't really have anything that was like, wow, you know, like where DJ, you know, I think with his playing the last couple of weeks, there, just kind of made a statement and was like, look at this. Yeah. I mean, he was
2: domination. Final group on a major Um, wins the tour championship well
1: in that tournament that he was what like a million under oh
2: yeah yeah, Yeah. just blew everybody i think
1: that tournament is kind of where they look at and go dude he i mean he crushed it yeah
0: you're you're playing with the top players but jt won the cj cup so (laughs) (laughs) crickets so he's coming to defend here in town Oh. But Scheffler, I think, is very deserving of Rookie of the Year. So, props to him on that.
2: Props to him. All right. So, uh, course this week, it's the uh, what did I the, the the technical name? It's called the United States Open Championship, which I didn't know is that's the official name. Everyone hmm. just calls it the U.S. Open. Um, taking place out at a Winged Foot Golf Club, the West Course. Yeah. Man, I found a bunch of killer information out about this place. That you know, this is one thing that I love about doing the show is i'm finding out so much more really cool information um it's uh a w Tillinghast. i don't know if i'm saying that right do you know i think so that looks Um, right was the designer um tilly tilly the terror they call him he's done a ton of stuff yeah uh, a bunch um they said that the um there was a bunch of members of the new york athletic club that basically came to him and said design us a course and he's he's uh learned or under um tom morris uh, oh really yeah in uh st andrews and then brought some of that what he thought was the critical elements to golf uh shape shot shot shaping and uh tough bunkering right hard green complexes um he didn't want the big bombers the athletes of that dominate in that field to have control over a golf course so he has made them tough and yeah. this one is tough and they've lengthened it uh, 7400 yards almost 75 uh par 70 course um cool thing about this that i didn't know gil hance whose name pops up almost every week and oh, something yeah? um redid the, all the greens back in 2017. yeah they were um, brutal enlarged them to the original design um, brought back a lot of the original pin placements. Mm-hmm. So it's going to play much different than it did in 2006. Um, I don't know if that fares well for Phil. <laughs> 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 He's kind of all over the place. So maybe he'll hit some of those greens that he probably wouldn't have hit in 2006. Um, uh, so. Defending champ, Gary Woodland. I tried to look for course records. I couldn't find anything.
0: Um, I didn't see anything during my they, research.
2: The, the stuff that you find, it's basically U.S. Open stats. Right. And so uh, I'll have to dig a little bit deeper. We'll get Jeremy on that. Future yeah. Stat guy. Stat guy. <laughs> to, uh, to look into that about course records. Um, but it's gonna be an interesting day. Yeah, Very man. A couple days. Uh, the rough is, Super thick. super thick. Yeah. Um. DJ or not DJ? Uh. JT said a couple of weeks ago when he played with Tiger. Um. Plus six plus eight is going to be the winning score.
0: Right, and that's what the the superintendent said. He said he was going after plus eight. Yep. So
1: wow, that's going to be fun to watch. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I can't and, wait.
2: You know, with the, the greens are really tough, really tough. The oh yeah. Rough. You're not going to be able to hold the greens. No. Nope. So being short sighted at those places is not. Not good. No. Not good. Um, so the the key, you know, like, I mean, it's the key in every golf. It hit the fairway, hit the green. Right. Um, but it's going to take a lot of the strategy from players like Bryson and maybe Cameron Champ. And well, Champ's pretty straight.
0: Yeah, um, it was at the championship.
2: But these guys that can can sling it and rely on their up and down skills are going to be tested to the uh, extreme. I was watching
0: the, the Bryson uh, press conference and he said he's just going to bomb it down as far as he possibly can. Because he still thinks that's an advantage, so we'll see. And he was also talking about testing out a 48 inch driver.
2: Oh my god!
0: He's working with LAGP to to wow. get a I mean, to get a shaft that's stiff enough for it.
2: <laughs> oh my, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> my god! He said
0: he's looking to get you know five to six miles per hour faster on the swing speed. So he but, he's not it's not in play this week, but he said he's he's working thinking on thinking it.
1: about it. But I think at a, a course like that, you almost have to look at the guys that you know in, in his defense where statistically is you know if you're hitting a eight iron out of the rough and the guy is hitting a five iron like you have to just right. you know say i just need to hit it closer to the green than anybody else and then hopefully you hit the fairway but if you don't then you're going to really have an advantage by hitting those shorter clubs
0: right and who with the fairways a little bit skinnier who knows you're even going to hit the, the right. fairway yeah i mean it it's better to be further down if if that's the case so as long as you leave yourself a good angle you know, to punch up to the front of the green, save par. I mean, par is a good score this week, I'm sure. So,
2: so a player uh, of like Tiger's caliber that one of the best iron players in the world, um, you would think that he would have an advantage in a tournament like this. But his putting is what, in my opinion, has been crap. Yeah. And I sent you a post today. Mm-hmm. He switched his grip. Pingman is no longer on.
1: What did he switch to?
2: They don't know the uh, okay. golf equipment guru. It, he said it was either a Lampkin. It's a full cord. Uh, it was either a lambkin or a pro hmm. golf right yeah. I wasn't sure, but it was different seeing that yeah. you know grip on that putter <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, well it tells me he's searching trying, yeah. trying to find something that's yep. that's gonna work for him so we'll see if it's if it's on mm-hmm. the stick come uh, come Tuesday I wonder well
0: he said I, I don't know I read something where he said it was he was testing it so it's not it's not in the bag yet, so we'll see
2: mm-hmm. does a grip make that much of a difference to
0: you?
1: To me, I guess it's, I mean, it, but he's so handsy. I mean, he has right. an unreal feel. So I think for him, it probably, I mean, for me, you put any grip in my hand, I'm like, all right, this is going to be okay. <laughs> but for Tiger, he's going to be like, I have to have this weight, you know, right. this cord or whatever that fits right for my hands during this tournament. And I think if that helps him get some confidence and make some putts, then I mean, go for it. But like you said, I think yeah. he's searching.
0: Yeah,
2: definitely searching. Um, can Phil do it?
0: Uh he can, but is he I don't think so.
2: No. Do you think so? I, I agree. I, I don't <laughs> think
1: I think he's gonna be kind of phased out here with all the young guys hitting it so far and just so much more yeah.
2: consistent. Accurate, more you accurate. Like he can over, hit yeah. it far,
1: but is he gonna mm. hit on the fairway? No,
2: it's probably gonna be two holes over. Yeah, right. See, and the I way he, he, play he played he, it
0: safe way was nothing special. I see so
2: eighty two in his future for the opening round. <laughs> Put on the board. Tiger. So we just asked can Tiger do it. Yeah, Tiger can do it. I, think I so. had a
0: f- like. I think I texted earlier, yeah. and I said something hit me at some point this morning watching something. I was like, "Tiger can do it," so I, I put some money on him. We'll see.
2: Uh, I think it's a good move. Yeah. yeah,
0: forty to one. I mean, we'll get there, but yeah, hey, you never know.
2: And one other spotlight: uh, Ryan Moore won the 2004 amateur at Wingfoot, UNLV kid. So you know, got to show Rymo some love. Heck yeah. What about Gary Woodland, the defending champ? No, Brooks Kepka.
0: Yeah. No Brooks.
2: Um do you, th- do you think uh Woodland has a chance?
0: I mean, going back to back is tough. I mean, it's much different than Pebble. I, I think he can do it. I think he's way misplaced in the odds. Um, they have him at 60 to one. I think I think, Ooh, I think wow. he deserves more than that. Um, more respect than that. No respect. Yeah. I think he can do it.
2: Yeah. Alright, so um, we'll get down into our picks on the odds a little bit later on in the Vegas segment. But uh, for now, let's hop into
1: Look at this
2: Instagram. It's been an of him. Started out as a limp and tart. Then my phone went and made it art. Welcome to this Instagram spotlight segment. Yeah. You're, in up. you're up you're up this details. week, man.
0: I'm up every week. <laughs> no,
2: you're not. I went first week.
0: Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, a photographer this week. Um, you have definitely seen his stuff somewhere, I'm sure. And that is at half-life. Uh, if you don't know, H-A-F-E underscore life, great photos, taking stuff for golfer's journal. Um, just a great aesthetic to his pictures and definitely worth the follow to check out some courses and pictures that he does.
2: I'm pretty sure I am following Cause I, I know he's done pictures for uh, JT Murphy when he was hanging with the blog back in the day. Um,
0: yeah. Of, I think, he, I think he's done like Callaway promo photos too.
2: Yeah. Really talented photographer. Oh, yeah. Super so talented many good photographers out there that it's so fun to watch uh, their feeds, man. Cause each guy has a different take on how they do it. Like Brian Orr's stuff is amazing. Jamie right. Benjamin stuff is amazing. Um, a couple local guys here that are doing it too, that I just recently found. So solid pick uh half-life if you're not following make sure to give them a follow do you want to give an instagram shout out to anybody i mean
1: got got gotta give give a shout out to the Equator side so if you're not following at Equator, just uh kind of get you brushed up on your accessories some really cool photographs there of just you know that socal kind of beach vibe but also gives you just a good um kind of product breakdown of what we have to offer
2: nice and for me um (laughs) I'm phoning it in this week. I'm, I'm Stephen Nolan golf. So, oh. uh, you know, trying to stay rich on the segment for the, uh, just a tip. So, um, Steven Nolan is a good friend of mine and also my swing coach. If you are not following him, please do so. It's Stephen Nolan dot golf. Um, absolutely one of the sexiest swings on the planet. It's got a good swing. Yeah. Just so silky smooth and his golf knowledge. I mean, it just, it's well, you'll have to watch just a tip to see.
0: Yeah, there you go. Promo so inside promo, promo inside, inside a Promo inside a promo.
2: This this is how we do it here. <laughs> it's like inception. Yeah. <laughs> the third we're at the third level here of just a tip. So uh that's our Instagram spotlight. So from there, that was a little short one this week. So yeah. It's all right, it's cool. <laughs> all right, let's hop into uh this. Viva Las Vegas. Viva, Viva Las Vegas. Won't hear that any night games for any night games for a while, but you know what it is, what it is, what it is. So, in studio, as I said before, and he's been chiming in along, uh, Mr. Andrew Bednard, Travis Matthews representative, Travis Matthew representative for here in the Las Vegas Valley. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks again for having me. So, um, a couple things, a couple questions I've got for you. I don't want to put you too much on the spot here, but, um, in talking with people about Travis Matthew and Quater, why is Quater there? What Why didn't Travis Matthew just do this stuff? Why did Quater have to become something? Sure. So I think uh,
1: Quater itself started as a brand that started in our accessories. And the name Quater actually comes from the equator of your body. So we really kind of uh, started off or that company started off as just making really comfortable stretch woven belts. So the success of the brand got so big that we started incorporating into the shoes because people were already aware of the Quater brand. And to be honest, I think I look at it almost like Callaway did with hard goods with Odyssey putters. So yeah. it's still just a you know sub brand of ours that we're hoping to grow into more or less like your more um, performance based material and just have that as a, an accessory option. So I think we could have definitely co branded, just went or just went with Travis Matthew. But I think that was our way of saying let's take on like another little side project and see how far we can you know bring it along.
0: Interesting, I didn't know that. That's what it was, Equator.
1: Yeah, and it was actually Bob McKnight's son who the gentleman that started Quicksilver. It was his son that started the Equator brand. Okay, and then we acquired it, and I think in 2017 um, started doing some samples that way, and then took off with belts and socks and our boxers. And from there, um, you know, we kind of just started thinking outside the box and saying, what, what are we missing here as far as product mix? And it was golf shoes and gloves. And even for me as like a, you know, an avid golfer and a big Travis Matthew guy, obviously I just felt weird putting on a different brand yeah. glove and a different brand shoe. And I was like, <laughs> man, I hope, I hope at some point we can get like head to toe. So now that's, um, that's been the big push for us is just, you know, really pushing the footwear and the gloves for this year.
2: So are you repping Travis Matthew
1: and Quator when you're out? Yes. Yep. So I'm handling both, which is nice because, you know, I can stop by an account and do a little count and fill and make sure they're they're up to par on their hats and, you know, fill in the gaps on sizes with polos. But at the same time, I can also take care of shoes and gloves and belts
2: for any kind of, you know. How's the green grass been with the courses in Quater out here?
1: Uh, Quater, so actually Vegas is probably the second best territory as far as Quater sales, um, just because we've had it out here for a long time. uh, But the exposure came from the retail level on the Strip. So like your casinos would always have the boxers, the socks, the belts, the shoes, more lifestyle shoes at that time for those guys that would stay at the strip and forgot a belt or forgot a shoe or needed something to you know, get through the, the next couple of days. So that really helped promote the brand. And because of the success... We were also kind of uh, that on and off lifestyle look, where a lot of the other belt companies or accessory companies were too golf driven. Yeah. Where we were seeing a lot of the guys were like, "Hey, that's a really nice belt, but do I want to spend seventy five dollars on it when <laughs> I just need a belt to get me through the round?" So we were at a really good price point. Um, definitely looking, you know, where you could def- you could rock it outside of the golf right. world a lot more. So feedback wise from Vegas, it's been huge, but it's also because we're a little bit more open minded. So I think we're really trying to push that brand presence in the Midwest, the East Coast that hasn't seen it for a while. Yeah, because this might be their first run of actually seeing the footwear line or, you know, uh, socks and, and belts like that. So otherwise, West Coast, you know, we're really we've been yeah. really successful with Quater. I love
0: the look of the shoes They're They're real clean and simple. They look great.
1: Well, and the biggest thing with that was, you know, three years ago, um, we were just doing lifestyle shoes, but at that time it was just, uh, an apparel brand trying to make shoes. Right. So as a rep, they were great and they got you through the day, but if you were going to game them for a long period of time, they weren't the most comfortable. So what we did was we, um, with the help of Callaway, we brought over the lead designer from Skechers Golf. So he mm-hmm. came over. Now we actually have a footwear designer designing quality golf nice. shoes. Oh, awesome. So and even like these lifestyle ones that I have on right now, just the comfort level, durability, and like the look of it. It's not getting too golfy, where we still want to have that on and off look, where you can go play eighteen holes and then go straight to the bar afterwards, and nobody really looks right. at your feet and go, "Oh man, this guy definitely came <laughs> from the golf course." <laughs>
2: so, yeah, because you were with the company before the Callaway acquisition, yes how has it been compared to before or how how has it changed so i think
1: anything or well, the whole the whole um, merging was hugely successful for us and just i guess as a as a partnership they really let us take rein and never stepped in and said hey we want you to do this you know they kind of let us fly free there um, the the one thing that they've really helped us is um, kind of the back end stuff so just hiring more managerial positions at our warehouse. I think um, I was kind of touching base on it. When I first started, we had like 13 reps and like 150 people in the company. And I think as of last year, we were up, you know, a couple hundred people at the office and up to like 40 reps. So Mm -hmm. just having their, um, I guess their deeper pockets to help us, you know, open more retail locations. Um, and then also just staff levels and get more, you know, back end managers and um just helping with the operation part. So we were essentially a smaller company that was operating on a massive scale. We just needed the help of Callaway to say, hey, we need might need a bigger warehouse or we need more equity to um, put into, you know, the retail location, or you know, they helped us bring over the designer from Sketcher. So it's just a whole lot of just um, you know, positives that they've helped out. And really we're operating uh, as the same company that I've started with, you know, that's three years ago. Year. I yeah. was
0: there's such a big brand that just helped me out on the back end it has got to be oh, tremendously helpful. Having
1: that on the portfolio
2: is... <laughs> exactly.
1: And, you know, as far as just exposure, you know, I went from, oh, there's Travis Matthew. it's a West Coast brand, to now you can, you know, have a lot more people on the East Coast, Midwest, and they can relate to it more and say, oh, that's a Callaway brand now. I'm, I'm a big Callaway hard good guy. I guess I'm going to start wearing, right. you know, Travis Matthew because I want to be brand loyal to Callaway and be head to toe. Now I can play hard goods with Callaway and Travis Matthew for my apparel.
2: Nice. Um, is Vegas big enough for two stores?
1: Um, I, I don't think so at this time. I mean, if it, I mean, you know, We'll see what happens in the next couple of years with the Raiders and the Knights and the you know possi- possi- or uh, the possibility of maybe bringing an MLB team, NBA team. Yeah. So I think it all caters around the population. Yeah. Right now, it's at you know a perfect central location on the Strip. Um, the only other spot I could maybe see it being is like um, downtown Summerlin. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But we also don't want to oversaturate it and take away sales from the Green Grass side. So you know we don't want to mm-hmm. be too competitive and take away you know product that people would. We want to push it at the green grass level at the golf courses. We don't want to really steal those sales by pushing too much at the retail
2: level. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. What's who's the uh, number one store, uh, green grass location? Account? I think
1: it's our one in Huntington Beach. So it's right in, there in Vegas. Oh, in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, number one account.
2: Yeah. Uh, who's, I, who's selling the most?
1: Like- uh, Bally high on the strip, but really they just had the ability to capture, you know, the daily fee crowd come staying on the strip. All the, you know, people that just said, Hey, I couple hours I can go down. Um, but they've done a, a pretty good job of just moving through and they've also been, you know, real big supporters. So we have a really good location, um you know great partnership with them so we've been able to do more creative th- options with their and they have a really big size of a golf shop too that, yeah they
0: they're they're pro shops yeah right when i sure. went in there and i saw that um the vegas line with the cards and the dice i've almost lost my mind i was like i need that <laughs>
2: shirt yeah that one was, a, that, was a, that was a good one uh yeah the vegas skyline stuff man it's so good it's so good so, um, what's what's coming up? I know COVID has kind of been a chaotic thing for Travis Matthew. But what do you guys got coming up uh, in this fall and spring lines?
1: So basically, we're we're just working with accounts and everyone that has you know bought into the fall orders and just working with them on a one to one level to make sure that that you know their inventory is up to par. We're not over, you know, overselling accounts that is going to carry over into spring because right now in Vegas, you know, we were talking, it's just, you don't have those conventions, you don't have the tournaments, you don't have the the weddings that normally bring those massive outings out there to move through a lot of products. So right now we're just getting creative and um, really trying to focus on spring 21. So by the next couple of weeks, I'll just be visiting with all the accounts and showing the spring line and kind of just being, you know, creative with how we can make sure that we're bringing in the right product mix and not burying someone in product because other territories have done well but vegas has definitely taken a hit without the corporate outings yeah. and events
2: and everybody's suffering out here yeah um so when the new stuff comes out will it be online only or will you be able to get it at the retail spot at the fast show so
1: everything so we what we do is we use the retail location more like a marketing aspect so every every single style that we have available should be at the retail store um. So we'd like to invite guests to go down there, and if you, you it's know, it's a great
0: they, store too. Yeah. Oh, well, really the idea
1: is. is perfect, where you get a guy that has never heard of the brand, goes and stays on the strip has to get you know lugged over to the fashion show mall with his wife and goes all right i'm gonna hang out in this store because it's like built like a man cave you know you can just yeah. post up and hang it's a out good there. location
0: too it's like yeah. right there in the little middle torso of the mall
1: yes so you get the guy introduced to it let him know that it's a fun brand and then hopefully he has a turn you know uh, a tea time booked at like the revere and jumps over there and buys it there um but out, outside of that i think we're just really focusing on just continually building the brand and a the two biggest things that I always have to try to combat is um, sizing you know the number one thing is hey that's a really cool brand but I'm a bigger guy I can't fit into it So what we did was we went all the way up to 3 uh, XL in every style now and even spring we have some of going up to four um, and then also put in more stretch waistbands and all of our pants you know just trying to get the idea of this is a slim cut small guy brand to being like hey, you know, we had Colt Nost on staff for the last four years, like, and <laughs> yeah. that was the idea is like, Hey, he's a perfect ambassador, yeah, Absolutely. but it shows you that, you know, and even my dad is a bigger guy and he can wear a bigger polo. So generally it's just my job to say, Hey, if you think you can't fit in, try it on. Chances are you're going to find the right fit for and it. And
2: the shorts are some of the best shorts. They feel ever really good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it, it all fits really well. I used to not be big on Travis Matthew. And then I, I got a shirt and I was Oh It's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Feels so good. Fits very well.
1: And I think the whole back end of the brand, you know, is the idea of just we were kind of one of the first companies to come out there and say we don't want to look like golfers. We want to look like something that you can play golf, but then, you know, you can wear it recreationally or just out and about. And that was for me as a consumer, before I was even working for him, I was like, I just don't really like the pastels and micro stripes and look so golfy where I get out there. (laughs) I'm like, damn, I feel not a nerd, but I, that's just not my style. More of like that, you know, kind of like a skateboard, snowboard kind of background where I can wear a graphic tee or go play golf and then untuck and go to the bar right after it and, People would have no idea.
0: Yeah. It's like super golf lifestyle blends into both sides. It's great. Yeah.
1: So now my closet is not here's my golf polos and here's my <laughs> lifestyle polos. It's, it's like, just, here's, here's all my yeah. polos.
2: So um, the guys that uh, for the season that are on staff. You want to name a couple of them, so yeah. So our biggest guys,
1: you know, obviously we're really um, excited about Max Homa. He's just like the perfect ambassador for the brand. You know, just an awesome guy to follow on Twitter, and just has a great personality, great player. Um, We're looking for Keegan Bradley to have a a better year this year, but also we have some younger guys coming up with like Seamus Power, uh, Will Gordon, who just came out. I think he's got some, uh, or just got his full exemption for PGA next year. And then, um, also just really pushing guys outside of the golf world too. So we have like a professional surfer named Josh Kerr, um, who just more of that lifestyle, you know, and we have a whole bunch of actors and, um, we don't pay anyone to wear it, which is cool. So a lot of these celebrities and stuff, they just request that, or they stop into the shore and we or in the store and we send them some stuff, but it's cool to see that we're not really focusing hundred percent on the golf guys. Um, we just really want to make it a fun brand that can fit all molds. So whether you're a surfer, you're a bolt, we have guys on the you know PBA for bowling. Really, wear are. It. Yeah, that's um. Awesome. So just across the board, we just want to get it so it's we're not a golf brand. We're a lifestyle brand that you
2: can wear on and off the course. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but they have denim. They got pants. I think I did know denim that pants. Man, I found that out now. I mean, that's I. Wintertime around here. Yes. You know, yeah, I, I live in my jeans. So I'm going to have to go get some new jeans now. <laughs> well, and our outerwear has definitely stepped up too. Oh, because, my goodness. You know, some the, of the jackets, yeah. I remember seeing those at, at when we met you at the Venetian for the, the PGA yes. show. Some of the jackets are just awesome
1: well and that just comes from us you know always being a west coast brand we always had lightweight half zip options because we don't normally wear outerwear that much but as we started to move towards the midwest and east coast that was the number one request was hey we need a little bit more color and we need a little bit more outerwear options so it's definitely grown into a full you know you know denim pants every like basically you walk into my closet and you're like what don't you have? That's Travis Math? But (laughs) because we make everything, it's hard not to. And we just came out with sunglasses that I think we're, um, we're testing right now on the the retail side on our website. So hopefully that could be something that we, you know, kind of go deeper with styles for next year. And just now you can literally be head to toe. Yeah. Just covering all the bases. The only (laughs) thing we'd be missing is like a watch at that point.
2: That'll come. Yeah. Yeah. And sunscreen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or COVID masks at COVID, the time. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I'm sure there's don't I'm sure they have COVID masks. I think they're in the works. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got a COVID mask. Uh, well, cool, man. That's good. I'm glad to hear everything's going smooth you guys and uh much continued success in twenty twenty one. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, I'm ready. Twenty twenty can be done. Yeah. Anytime yeah. now. It's it's been enough. So um I look forward to uh seeing some of the new stuff. Awesome. Up, yeah. Right on um, so another uh, Vegas stuff. Uh, I, this is kind of cool for me. I'm volunteering out at CJ Cup, uh, signed up and got as a walking scorer. Rich in the VGN chat uh, threw the link out there to, to go sign up and register. So did that. And, SNGA uh,
0: threw an email out about that too. Yeah, yeah a, couple of days, that. a
2: couple days, a couple days later. Yeah, you know, the VGN out here you know, changing people's lives. <laughs> just
0: all the exclusive content before it drops. <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, so, uh, not only did we, you know, call the CJ Cup coming to Shadow Creek before anybody else. <laughs> I will be on site. Yeah, I was thinking about doing it. I don't know yet. Walking around with a scorecard. Hopefully, uh, you know, luck at the draw. I don't know who I'll get, but it may be fun yeah so we'll see it's always a good time walking shadow creek yeah. so i just hope yeah. i
1: see you at some point with like a <laughs> right. quiet please yeah. sign in the background <laughs> um, <laughs> and a travis matthew shirt yeah yeah, yeah. oh
2: yeah <laughs> hey hey uh well i think they supply you with uniforms You get a jacket a hat sure shorts then shorts yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> um so let's get into the odds for um the the u.s open okay joe uh
0: dj is the favorite at uh plus 850 rom closely behind it plus 900 uh, JT 12 to one Xander 15 to one Rory 16 to one Morikawa 18 to one and Bryson 20 to one that rounds out the top there um, some other notables like I said before Tigers at 40 to one Phil is at 50 to one he was at 65 to one but then you saw that someone placed a big wager on him yeah, so that, that dropped it. yeah that dropped by 15 which is uh, interesting and, and as I mentioned also Gary Woodland is 70 to one which I think he deserves more respect than that as I'm the defending so champion shocked at that number. Yeah. And and we were texting the other day and Cameron Champ at 125 to one is, that seems like some value there, especially how he played at the PGA championship. Yeah. So
2: he's a bomber. He's a bomber. He yeah. So it. uh, who going deep, I know you like to go deep. So just what, what's your deep odds pick? So that's your lock.
0: I wanted Scotty Scheffler, which I just found out today that he withdrew yeah. because he tested positive and I I put 10 bucks COVID, on him. Covid, not AIDS. Uh, <laughs> I put 10 bucks on him after the PJ Championship showing at 80 to 1 and then this past weekend I threw another 10 on him at 50 to 1 so I'm kind of bummed he's not in there. Um we're not doing lock yet?
2: No, I mean if you want to give your lock now, we can do it.
0: I don't really have a lock, but um I'm thinking um I'm thinking John Rom is a is a very solid pick with that power and that rough and how he played at Olympia Fields and uh Mirfield Village. I, I think that's a lock. I like to go deeper, so I'll say Tiger also on the backup.
2: Oh, hang on. Oh I gotta do it this way. There we go. Lock it up. Lock. That's a lock. I'm going to... You stole mine, so I'm going to let you have it and then I'll pick somebody else.
1: Yeah, I think we were talking a little bit before the show, but um, I think I'm going with Tony Finau. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, just because I, I feel like I have to root for the guy. I mean, he's such a every great week. guy and he's there
0: every week. It's <laughs> every like, dude, week. come on, just, you know, get it done, but... I literally bet on him all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah there's going to be a time when we don't talk about Tony now should win and then he will. Yes. So, so uh, probably not, but I... I really think he has the ability to 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 get on the greens there more than anybody else greens and regulations I think for him is going to be a huge like lead the field in yeah. but putting man I just it's been his you know crutch for for a yeah. while so hopefully he can overcome that so I would love but I mean how cool would that be for him to get
0: us open I, w- I would and, love to see Tony win
2: and then defend it six months later yeah yeah <laughs> Gonna be crazy. And
0: his coach's son is in the field too, yeah. Preston. Preston, Preston is playing. He's
2: one of the amateurs in the field. That'll so be fun to watch. Utah Utah Nation's gonna be going nuts for that. Oh, the yeah. kid's gonna
1: be a good player. Oh I mean, my, he already is, but right, he's just, yeah, he's got some uh, longevity in him. So
2: much talent. So much talent. The whole family is just golf. Mm-hmm. They use golf talent. So um, for me, I am going to let's see, uh, right there, eighteen to one. Colin Marikawa is my pick. Okay, I like it. Oops, what was that? nope oh, that's a sad oh, music oh
0: that does that mean he's gonna yeah, lose I, no. <laughs> does that mean your your pick is dead <laughs> I, I, yeah.
2: oh, i'm sorry colin I've, <laughs> I've jinxed you bad but uh there we go there
0: i go. watched his press conference too and I, I like his attitude going into this week so that's a good pick
2: yeah i uh i think he has what if he could bring what he did in at the PJ championship to this tournament and and play his style of golf. Cause he's, he's a good scrambler, great putter. Yeah. And, uh, has that killer instinct, you know, like when he went for it on 16 uh, you know, that was just incredible. I mean,
0: it's going to be similar this week to that. It's just, those greens are so different. So. <laughs>
2: that quote that I had, uh, <laughs> I was, I was showing Andy about it earlier. Um, the quote from that, uh, uh, putting coach, um, what was it? Uh, you can see the bottom of the cups from the oh, fairway. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is, that's incredible. I can't wait to see this on TV. Uh, you know, back in 2006, they didn't have a high definition 4K streaming. Right. Um, so uh, I am going to be glued, glued to the television. Glued to
0: the majors always.
2: Yes. And watching them. So uh, good picks. Good picks. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a damn good, excellent turn. I think these guys are going to be challenged out of their asses and have to pull some absolutely miraculous shots there's nothing more humbling than watching a pga professional (laughs) duff it out of the rough three feet off the green yeah it's so i mean i did it this past weekend yeah i felt like i felt
0: like we were playing some rough that they're going to be playing this week
2: (laughs) it was crazy so that wraps things up for this episode. Um, as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Good Walk Coffee Company. Um, we are actually going to have Chris Mello, the owner of Goodwalk Coffee yeah. Company, on the show next week. Uh, we have some promotional things that we are working on um, to help uh, you guys get a little bit more familiarized with their brand and what they're doing. Um, we've had a great relationship with them. Uh, continuing going forward in 2021 are the plans. And uh, so we got a a nice little promo that we're working on to put together for everybody, for the listeners of the show. Um, Please, please, please. We've been asking a lot, but we need more (laughs) head on over to iTunes, give us a review. It's really going to help us. Um, I know I touted up a lot here and I'm asking a lot and I've been sending a lot of people messages.
0: You're not really asking a lot of them. No, no, no,
2: no. So easy. But in order for this show to grow and get more awareness and Keep having you know phenomenal guests like Andrew here um, drive up the hill and visit with us. We we need people to know that hey, what we're doing here is pretty cool. So uh, if you please do us a favor for that, and um, on the side of us, you know, out there helping people uh, with just by listening to the show. Um, the code is C D podcast. There's three places, three places right now that you can use that code to save 15%. And that is at Goodwalk Coffee Company, FN3P Golf. And then if you listen to my interview with Ted Criticos from Fury Golf, he was also kind enough to put a 15% code for us as well. So says three places where you can save yourself some money. Yeah. So get out there, spend some money, support these local or these small brands, and uh let him know that uh, you heard it on chasing Day, that podcast. Well, I know
1: I've got a good buddy out in Denver. He's a big podcast guy. So I told him I was going to be on. He said that uh, he was definitely going to, you know, send it to all of his buddies because he's in a big, uh, you know, golf area there yeah. does Denver. And then also does a lot of Arizona work for gateway golf group. So oh, nice. shout awesome. out to Nick Hodge for promoting you guys big time. out Sweet. There. Thank, Thank you. Nick. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate
2: it all right man that does it for this episode thanks for tuning in and andrew thanks for coming up hey
1: thanks for having and me joseph that was awesome
2: e- enjoy uh, the majors and uh
1: thanks en- a lot and enjoy
2: yeah and enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. get out there and chase some daylight later thanks, everybody all right
1: thanks